it was very, very, very basic. And just like you. Oh, normally you're kind, but that's, that's <laughs> savage. <laughs> um, so, sometimes you gotta, you know, you gotta have a change of pace. Cop that. Um, yeah, done well. Welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I'm Zach Jackson, joined as usual by Kieran Verbruge. Hello. Jordan Garcia. Hello. Adam Ryan. Hello. And Craig. Now disconnecting. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) How are we all? Yeah, fantastic. Good, well. Yeah, really good. Very nice, very nice. Hope we've all had a good, good week playing video games, catching up on some sleep, smashing some beers, getting flooded, Get, getting flood. Well, getting yeah. How is that? Because I think I messaged you. How is weekend. it? <laughs> oh, no. oh yeah, it's great. <laughs> but getting flooded is the best. <laughs> but no, uh, I'm lucky that I live uh, in an area that has like uh, an actually like smartly built storm drain. So, uh, we're all mostly okay here, but closer towards the city, yeesh, it's, uh, it's rough. Any, um, any sign of Throgmorton? Uh, not yet, but <laughs> that might be, uh, closer towards the city where it starts sinking. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, cool. All right, uh, what else? <laughs> oh, I lost my train of thought. What else is, uh, cracking in Tassie, Mr. Ryan? Uh, not, not heaps, mate. Not heaps. Nothing's, nothing's changed too much. Uh, we got a shitload of rain today, which was nice to stay indoors No way, same. Um, <laughs> yeah, ours, ours was probably a little more, uh, a little more relaxing than, than L- yours, Less torrential. <laughs> yeah, less life-threatening, uh, which was nice. Uh, but nah, just all, all the same. I, um, I was away down south in hobart for the the weekend just gone um so i only got back a couple of days ago nice kieran yeah you're, you're doing all right yeah i'm looking, doing all right looking mighty fine thank you very much that's right uh yeah chill week so far uneventful which nice. is nice cool all right let's uh let's get into it uh video games Who's been playing them? There's a bit... We've got a fair bit on for review, <clears throat> excuse me, this week, which I think all of these reviews will probably have dropped by the time yeah, this podcast comes out. So uh, you can probably read them all. Well, you've probably read them all if you're, if you're a real fan of the website. <laughs> wow. You're pulling that one out. <laughs> um, Only true fans read all the reviews before the podcast. We've also got shout-outs to Lockie Robbo. Uh, big fan. I uh, love that. Um... What's the game story of seasons? Olive Town Pioneers. No, I think I fucked that, didn't I? Story of seasons. Poot or whatever, Kieran put up on his um, Twitter. Uh, Pioneers of Olive Town. Is that it? Yeah. Uh, you were, you were relatively written. close. I'll, I'll pay that for you. She's uh, got her review up. So 
uh, you can go check that out. But um, has anyone been playing anything not for review? Yes. Or that's sorry. Or that's not a game we're going to be talking about for review. Yes. I don't know how how you had. I thought we'd be almost all no. I don't know how you have had time, but tell us. Uh, I played uh, over the weekend. I played a little bit of a uh, GTA Online with my cousin because of that exploit he figured out. And man, what, that game times? that game is wildly boring if you're not like actively doing something. Like if you're not planning a high street thing, it's just a big empty world. Just just so boring. What else do you do? Yes. Oh look, I'll I'll come to the defense of of GTA. That's you are definitely meant to be doing things. Like if you're in the single player, there's plenty more to interact with. But in the multiplayer, they figure that they've given you enough to interact with when it comes to like races and missions and this, that, and the other. So I don't know. I'm I've I, again I've not played it in probably a couple of years at this point, but I don't think I ever got bored playing the multiplayer. I think it's you. The problem is you, Jordan. You you might be right there. I mean, to be fair, I'm only like level 11, so I haven't unlocked everything yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you need a few shark cards. Yeah, get some get some more. Wow, I don't need shark there, cards. I've already finished a heist. But, uh... <laughs> more Buy a casino. Isn't that, isn't that what, what, what do you do in GTA? Uh, no, all yeah. I do in GTA is get drunk and uh, pass out and end up somewhere across the other side of the map. Well, there uh, you go. Nice. You try telling me that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, aside from that, not not much else really. Been playing too much of my review game and looking at this <laughs> lovely photo of, of Zach in the dock. It is natural, natural environment. Look, if you want to throw a well-played uh, sneaky fiver uh, on PayPal, so I'll, I'll send you that picture. So just uh, hit me up in the DMs on Twitter. It's worth far more than five, so you're getting a hot deal. It's a golden picture. I'll, gi- I'll uh, give it that. There's no secret there. Little uh, cheeky little... Oh, yeah. You can barely tell that it's been edited it's so tight. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Well, let's get straight into the review games then. Um, do you want to save the big discussion for last? Maybe I'll. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll kick us off, um, and then Jordan, and then uh, we'll all go on the. Uh, we'll all finish at the end together. Um, nice. It takes four. <laughs> So, uh, I've been playing a game called Paradise Lost, which I know we've spoken about very, very briefly on the podcast before. Uh, I played the demo last year. Um, <clears throat> it was very, very, very basic. And Just like you. Oh, normally you're kind, but that's, that's <laughs> savage. <laughs> um, hey, sometimes you've got you know, to have a change of pace. Cop that. Um, yeah, it done well. But yeah, so... The games, surprisingly, like I didn't even really realize, but uh, a couple of weeks ago I found that the game had uh, got a release date. So I was like, sweet, let's uh, jump on this. This was one of my uh, part of Kieran and I's 30 indies to look out for this year. That was one of my titles I wrote down. But yeah, so I've, I've played that uh, over the past week. <clears throat> it is somewhat disappointing. Uh, Much like the, me. The overall 
experience. What, what a surprise that is. Um, so basically the game is... The cool thing about this one is it has a very, very cool uh, setting and uh, sort of world. So basically it's... <clears throat> excuse me. It's set in the 1960s in Poland uh, in an alternate history world where basically World War II's uh, not finished, but it just sort of ended because um, the Nazis who were basically on the verge of defeat just decided to go fuck Europe and unleash a bunch of like nuclear missiles uh, and basically make, make uh, Europe in inhabitable. Uh, so... So it's metro. Europe was basically wiped out. Uh, but the Nazis sort of already had a plan for this. Like they, they built these big bunkers uh, where they would try and preserve, you know, their race and um, build like a new colony and, and that sort of stuff. So, but then something went wrong in the bunker and, you know, that, that, that sort of thing failed. And that's sort of like the backstory of, of the game. But the main story is that you play as a 12-year-old uh, boy called... I think it's Seisman or Sisman. It's like a Polish name I can't quite pronounce. Um, and you're, uh, <clears throat> at, the, at the rest of the game, your mother passes away and you find a photograph with uh, your mother and a mysterious guy that you've never heard your mum talk about and you decide to venture out into the to the frozen wasteland of, uh, of Poland to, to try and find this, this guy. And you, you end up stumbling upon a bunker that's close by um, and then once you're sort of, you, you sort of explore the bunker for a little tiny bit and then you, uh, basically you're in this this uh, room and a voice sort of appears over like speakers or stuff like that. Um, and there's somebody else in, in the bunker uh, and they tell you that they're trapped in a control room and they need your help to get out. Uh, but in the control room that they can sort of there's all these microphones and there's like a comms system all across this big bunker so and like cameras and stuff so they can kind of see everything that you're doing and sort of you know you sort of build a relationship sort of along um the way so it's, it's basically you uh go deeper into this bunker uh and you sort of uncover like the truth of the bunker and, and you know what what went on uh, in search of this uh, gentleman and then trying to, to help this this voice um, on the headset. So it's pretty much a narrative adventure walking simulator. That, that there's not really much to it gameplay-wise. You pick up a few items, you, you know, you, like you read notes and you read letters and that sort of gives you like the backstory and stuff like that. Um, the only, the major uh, g like gameplay mechanic is that you need to interact with doors a lot there are a lot of doors in this bunker and i'm kind of all for these sorts of games making you do stuff but this is fucking too much so what you have to do is you walk up to a door and you push the x button if you're playing with a controller i played on ps4 then you've got a so then that triggers uh like not not, not like a qte but you've got to kind of uh hold down the, the right thumbstick in the direction that you need to push or pull the door so whether it's sideways or backwards or whatever, uh, and then you got to hold R two as well while doing that, and you got to do that for every door. So it requires two pushes of inter, so two things of interaction. So you got to push a button to sort of interact with the door, and then you actually got to do the interaction with it. And it's fine at first. So you kind of go, yeah, that's that's you know that's cool. You got to open doors, I guess. But 
after a while, it kind of becomes like, just fucking open the door when I push X. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't need to push and pull every fucking door or lever to, you know, to kind of open the door. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the, 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 like the biggest gameplay um, mechanic that, that there is. Uh, there's not really much else. Uh, the other thing is that you fucking walk super slow. Uh, not quite as slow as uh, everyone's gone to the Raptors. But, I was going to uh, say. I was about to ask. It's not like, it's not too bad. Like it is slow and you can run, but it's not super fast, but it does feel slow. The worst part though, is that on a lot of surfaces, like, like floorboards and shit like that, this too, this kid sounds like a fucking mech warrior titan ball fucking tank like it, it sounds like like some sort of mech tank walking on this thing it is bizarre um so that's kind of a that's sort of a little bit off-putting is you get these these huge um fucking loud steps the biggest thing though uh and like the story is really cool and like the world is awesome like it this when i like when i was sort of playing it like this genuinely feels like this could be real like it, there could be like these bunkers that the nazis built and you know they plan to like make a whole new colony and there's a lot of like horrific shit that goes on like in these bunkers and stuff like that and i'm not going to spoil any of it but um yeah like 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 the world is very very cool and the story is not too bad like it's the overall story is pretty it's pretty good the one thing that kills it though like massively is the voice acting it's shit ass like i was telling karen it's like it's like gene rain levels of bad it is it's terrible like these people clearly aren't very fluent or that strong in English. Um, and that's not their fault. Like, But I don't know why the developer would sort of go down this this route. I, I, I don't know why you would have two people who don't have strong English trying to voice like an English sort of game. Um, I would much prefer that they kind of went with like the Russian... Uh, you know, I say not Russian. If I say Russian for like, uh, like Polish language or whatever their like primary language is, and just have subtitles because that would make it feel much more authentic. But the so subtitles have to be quite large. Large. It's <laughs> not like Amazon Prime sub uh, subtitles. I, I think it was, but uh, yeah. So that the, that part totally kills. It. And some of the writing is just so when you have bad writing and bad voice acting, it's just bad. Everything's bad. There are just some moments that just no good. Um. And it just sort of like there's, it's almost like there's no timing. Like they don't have the good, like good chemistry either. It's just, yeah, it feels a bit awkward at times and it sort of kills that relationship. Um, but anyway, whole thing's about maybe four to five hours. And yeah, like I had fun. It's, it's cool enough. Uh, I probably wouldn't recommend it. Um, uh, like day one buy like if it's 30 bucks i mentioned i'm not too sure how much it is but yeah like it's okay um but i i haven't set on on a score yet and embargo lifts in like a couple of hours but it's probably a six it's a, it's a five and a half did or you, a six i i may have missed it while sipping on my tea but did you say how long it was in total yeah it's about four to five hours four to five yeah i feel like if it's yeah, the the voice acting's hard because with Walking Sims, we need to have that's a good such story. A, yeah, and yeah, it's such a huge part of it. And if that's the only kind of point of engagement you have, then if it's shit, then it, like it's, it, yeah, that'll make it tricky. And like, I'm probably coming across pretty harsh, but it's just it's it's bad, man. Like it's 
it's real bad. That's so rough because that setting is, I was looking, as you were talking, I was looking through um, some trailers and gameplay from it. And it's just the, that setting is unreal. Mm. And the, just the, the, the setup behind it being a post-apocalyptic, but then on the flip side, it's also, you know, a, a time throwback to the, the 1930s mm. when the bunkers would have been built and it's all, Nazi imagery and everything like it's it's fascinating yeah, man. and like the, the other cool thing is it's like some of the um areas of this bunker are like insane like they're like opulent and like just you can just imagine like the Nazis just living in their stolen riches and you know just yeah um yeah you know we weren't going about on about too much because this, this is probably the uh not the most exciting game uh, that we're going to talk about so let's move on uh to Jordan with Monster Hunter rise uh why don't we let adam talk about it it's his favorite yeah let me just uh, uh, uh yeah now i've got nothing <laughs> and so for a little bit uh, i've been playing monster hunter rise nintendo and capcom were lovely enough to give us a pre-release code um and yeah that's it yeah sick <laughs> so what score are you gonna give it yes <laughs> but uh no so uh, for those that aren't aware, Monster Hunter Rise is the next Monster Hunter game made by the secondary Monster Hunter team, also known as the Portable Team. Uh, because, you know, I'm sure Kieran will have some joke here now. Because so. they're really small. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, so this is the team that's known for some of the more quirky ideas and mechanics in their games. Uh, they're, they're affectionately known as the the studio that makes their games more fun and less serious. Uh, so they've been, uh, you know, taking all the good elements from Worlds and all the good elements from the classic games to make Monster Hunter Rise. So they have the addition of features like the wire bug, wyvern riding, petalaces, or however you mention, however you pronounce that, um, and the rampage. There's also some other quality of life changes like easy to understand uh, monster stats. You can view drop rates for uh, loot, which is actually really cool. Uh, and, well, you know, Palicos have been a staple for Monster Hunter for a long time. Your feline companion. Now you have Palamutes, your canine companion. Uh, and, yeah, it's just a, it's a really good Monster Hunter experience. It's, uh, it's very refined. Uh, the changes brought in with the wire bug. Uh, make the game feel a lot more responsive than it may have felt in World or even previous titles because World even felt respons- responsive compared to previous titles. Um, and there are just, honestly, it's nothing huge, but there are just a lot of small, subtle changes that uh, even newcomers and returning fans alike will really appreciate because it makes it more accessible for newcomers and it just makes things smoother for people that are returning and they don't have to go around a clusterfuck looking for certain information and stuff like that. So it's a really well-developed game and I gave it a a 9.5 for my review. Nice. Cool. So, all right, you obviously frothed hard uh, Monster Hunter World and now you're frothing hard over Monster Hunter Rise. If you were like a newcomer to the to the series, which one would you recommend out of the two? Uh, it's a tough one because they're both good in their own ways, but 
I'd say ever since Iceborne is coming to the free and muddied some of the balance for Worlds, Rise would be the better experience. Okay. Um, sorry, and did you say how many hours you put in overall? Uh, no, so I put in a lot within the first week. Uh, I think after the first weekend of having it, or like the first four days, I was at like 60 hours or something stupid. Um, but it tones down a lot after that, just because, you know, I naturally hit the end of the game and I started uh, making content for it instead. Um, but yeah, I think I'm like just shy of 100 hours uh, as of recording. Nice. Um... I had one more question, but I forgot. Does anyone else have any other questions? I haven't even been alive for 100 hours. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, That's not no a question, question. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Kieran, have you even been alive for 100 hours? Uh, no, actually. I haven't been alive long enough to have played the same amount of Monster Hunter Rise as you. Um, I did have a question but i've forgotten it because of this stupid thing that i said instead <laughs> adam you got anything I, I can't remember my question so uh no i think my my main thing was because i'm always outside of looking in with these sort of things because i'm terrible at monster hunter having played very little of it but it's a series that i want to get into and yeah i more than anything wanted to know which between world and rise was a better entry point because i've kind of teetered along with wanting to play world but perhaps being that jordan's given it a 9.5 rise might be the way to go yeah so rise is a, a much shorter experience than world so if you want a monster hunter experience that's a little more condensed and isn't a you know 500 hour grind then rise is definitely do the you way think to go. that series is helped by being portable just because like you can set out to do a a hunt or hunt a, a particular monster that can take, you know, 40 minutes, however long it takes. And because it's, it's so segmented, do you think the portable aspect helps it or do you prefer it to be on? It definitely does. Um, but it also depends on the game. So like part of the issue with why world would never have worked on something like the switch is, because they got rid of the distinction between village and hub quests, it meant that you could no longer pause um, your your hunts at any point. Right. So the whole, you know, pick up and play kind of thing that the Switch has just wouldn't work with World because it just would continue going and you just get destroyed while you're like, you know, in a meeting sure. or, you know, getting punched out in the street <laughs> or whatever. Um, but... You know, some of the, the finer details of the the classic games lend themselves really well to the portable, uh, or the portable platforms. And so, yeah, uh, Rise definitely feels like they wanted to pretty much create as much of a streamlined experience to enhance the portable capabilities of the Switch. One final question I have for you. Can you pat your, your dogger? You absolutely can, and you can also shake their oh, hand. Ah, 10 out of 10. Fuck yeah. Yep, I'm and instant uh, buy. Kieran, you'd like this as well. You you can name your like cat. When I was born. You can name your cat Bernie, and then you can high five him in game too. Mint. Yes. What more yes. reason do you need, Kieran? 
Will the bernie in my game also be a c Yes. <laughs> Good. Sold. Um, Sorry, I'll, I'll get Burnley to censor that one. If you can send me a, a soundbite, I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're meowing. meowing at some point during the podcast. Yeah. If if you can record me a soundbite of him meowing, I'll use that as the censorship sound there. Yeah. Done. <laughs> All right. So, last question from me. Uh, how does it run on the Switch? Uh, it's mostly pretty good. Uh, it'll it'll run at a stable thirty, uh, both handheld and in docked mode. But I did notice that uh, under certain conditions, like within the cav- caverns inside one of the locales, uh, the flooded forest, when fighting monsters like Almudron and uh, Giratidus, where they fling mud everywhere and stuff, the, the frame rate can get a bit choppy. And some of the more lightning particle heavy monsters like Xenoga and Toby Kadachi can also drop the frames quite a bit. But I'd say... 90 to 95 percent of the time the frame rate is rock solid and that's uh due in part to your your favorite engine re engine love that is that is that use re engine yeah um so that means so what you're telling me is a uh, reasonable village has come to switch basically that's exactly it confirmed here first nice work jordan yeah actually nice. play as a hunter called uh called ether nice what if bernie was in village like that was the werewolf. Like one of the werewolves was Bernie. I'm in. Mean, what about Lady Bernie Tresker? No, I was just trying to see how much, how uh, much attention Kieran. Was the answer paying. is very little. Kieran was Too paying much. attention. He was just ignoring it. Oh, I tried to join in on the Bernie's fault. Look, there was an all right, effort at um, least. All right, <clears throat> let's uh, let's move on. Let's um, let's. Move on. Wow, does that take two segues? <laughs> I like how that changed from like a, a fake laugh to an actual <laughs> giggle. <laughs> all right. Uh, so <clears throat> all of us mostly care. Has anyone ever done uh, that challenge where you have to like fake laugh until you real laugh? Well, you no. just did it there. I think Zach should do it. So you just way. like you just do your best fake laugh, but you keep going until it just turns into like an actual one. Maybe that can be um That can be next week's intro. DLC podcast yeah, it's DLC. Just right. uh, Patreon <laughs> subscribers. Wouldn't you just call that a wacko transaction? <gasps> um I can definitely no. Um so let's talk yeah. It takes two. Uh we've all at least played it, question mark. No, I've been busy. Making Monster Hunter Aww. content. Podcast cancelled. Okay, sorry guys. For sake, week. Jordan. All right, so um, Kieran, Adam, and I have all been playing it. Kieran, you're doing the review, so you you do a lot of the heavy lifting here, and sure. uh, and then we'll jump in at the end with our uh, thoughts. Cool. Um, so if you're not familiar with it, takes two. It is the next game from a little studio called Hazelight, uh, who have uh, I think this is their third title, um, unless I'm unaware of some, uh, starting with Brothers of Tale of Two Sons, where they kind of started with the idea of single-player co-op where you use two different thumbsticks to control two different characters. Um, following that, they moved on to A Way Out, which everyone here is probably familiar with. Um, a sort of jailbreak adventure game that 
forced people to play co-op uh, as two different characters. Um, so I just want to I just want to jump in very very yeah. quickly because I've just done a Google a Google search, mm. and Hayeslight didn't do brothers. What? Joseph Ferez or Fares did. Ah, oh, yeah. Sorry. But yeah. It was yeah, actually yeah. done by Starbreeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, oh, Starbreeze, your boys. My boys, Starbreeze. They. Uh, that's that's the next Xbox exclusive. They um. That joke. Uh, anyway, credit themselves as as the developer of Brothers, though. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so like if you go on the Hazelight website uh, under their games, yeah. it's there. Um, semantics. Semantics. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, it a way out was kind of their their first foray into making a game that was only playable in split screen co op, uh, whether you know offline or online. Um, part kind of pioneered the idea of having two characters kind of working asynchronously doing different tasks to meet the same goal um and they've kind of continued that idea with it takes two uh just in a different genre so this one is pretty much just a a puzzle platformer or, or you know a platformer um it plays like your you know, third person platformers like Mario and Ratchet and Clank and, you know, all those kind of games. It, it, it feels like those games. Um, but again, the idea is that you can, you can only play it in co-op uh, with another person, again, either offline or online, um, but always in split screen uh, and generally tasks you with uh, each, each person with different parts of, of the gameplay. Um, so the story is you've got uh, Cody and May, who are a classic straight couple, so they're married and not happy about it. Um, they're sort of decided to to get a divorce, and it's it's kind of weighing on their um their daughter Rose, who has uh, a couple of dolls that kind of represent her parents that she uses as a as a coping mechanism. And by some you know act of magic, their Cody and May get uh, turned into those dolls, or that you know they're they're minds get placed into the dolls and they have to sort of navigate uh their house while they're doll sized and their house is house sized um and try to figure out a way to get back into their bodies uh and they helped along by a book a self-help relationship book called dr hakim that for whatever reason their very young daughter has um and and he's trying to you know kind of thwart their attempts to get back to their bodies in a traditional sense and and make it all about getting their their relationship back together uh in order to to return to their bodies so um it's kind of like i guess it's it feels a lot like a romantic comedy but if it was kind of weird and fantastical and video gamey um and yeah so one you know one person will typically play as cody throughout the game whole game uh one person as may uh and yeah they generally throughout the most of it have different sort of versions of the task at hand to do um you're not locked into being at the same place at the same time because of the split screen mechanics so a lot of the game is about exploring different parts of levels and using different abilities that you're given uh in tandem um and yeah it's you know a good kind of 10 to 12 hour platformer with uh, an insane amount of different mechanics that they throw in along the way that all somehow work really well despite there being so many of them and Hayes like being an indie studio. So that's, that's kind of really impressive. Um, and 
I guess like the the big takeaway from from me after playing it is that it feels less like uh, co-op was a necessary thing to make the game good versus a way out like a way out kind of you know the the co-op idea was its its single idea and the only way that that game would have worked and been fun whereas uh it takes two is just a genuinely good platformer um so that's kind of cool it it was kind of jarring at first because i was like oh okay this you know this could work without the co-op part but uh, it's definitely all the better for it um and yeah there's you know I have, I have very few complaints about the, the gameplay itself. Um, the story kind of, I know you guys wouldn't have finished it yet, so I don't want to go too much into it. But uh, if you've played a way out, the ending to that game was fucking awesome. Um, the ending to It Takes Two was less awesome, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, definitely still worth playing. Uh, and my review will be up before this goes out and I will have scored it an eight and a half. Nice. So you mentioned that, uh, you know, it's pretty much a good game in and of itself, regardless mm. of the co-op. Yeah. How would you stack it against recent games in a similar genre? Um, what's a what's a good example of a recent? It's it's kind of similar in a way to something like Sackboy. Tamarin. <laughs> um, <laughs> nothing's as good as Tamarin. Let's be real. Yeah, Sackboy's a good. I guess a good comparison. Um. Or like Ratchet and Clank is a good comparison because it's you know mechanically feels quite similar and a lot of the um, gameplay stuff revolves around using different gadgets to kind of figure out the environment. Um, but it stacks up like I I enjoy it as much as you know from a, a platforming perspective as much as a lot of the Mario games and games like Psychonauts and Ratchet and Clank and stuff that I really like. Like I'd put it up you know, against those games and I'd, I'd say it compares quite favorably. So that's, that's, all, that's good to hear. Yeah. It's I'm just genuinely like training. fun and feels like really good to play. You feel really good to play. Thank you. Thank you. Takes two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a chili sauce uh, exclusive. Cover, yeah. um, I take two. Yeah. So, so well, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how I call Zach a basic and then I say you're good to play. You feel good to play. <laughs> well, anyway. Uh, I'm just a washed up 34-year-old dud. That can't body. read subtitles. Unless they're big. I can read them. Um, no. So, Adam, you, you and I have played it. How much have you played? Because I feel like I've probably I've played, played more than you. and I have played, I want to say, maybe six or seven hours of it thus far. Oh, wow. Okay, you've, Maybe. Played, you've played more I'd, than me. I'm, a lot more than me. Uh, I don't really want to. Yeah, where we've done the tree. Yeah, yeah, we just finished finished okay. up at the tree. Mm. And you've. Mm. Okay, so I'm near the end of the tree, yep. I believe. Um. Yeah, I'm liking it. I think. Um. Personally, I. Uh, maybe this could be hard to discuss without sort of not won't be spoilers but i feel like the game gets better once you leave the first yes. environment um, yeah for sure but what i've found is i feel like perhaps they stay too long in certain environments yeah that's one of the things that i kind of brought up in my review is that when when they're kind of 
dropping new mechanics in and out quite quickly um, and changing mm. things up quite quickly. It's it's super, super, super yep. good. Um, but there are definitely parts of the game that feel padded out or like they yeah. overstay their welcome, um, which is interesting because I think, you know, pre-release Joseph Fires was very much like we don't artificially extend our games. Um, but there's, there's a few cases where I'm like, mm, I don't believe you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of chapters where, where it does drag a little bit, where you're kind of in the same environment doing the same thing. I don't think any longer than any other game would make you do things like that, but compared to the rest of it, it feels like it drags more. I think the, possibly the upside um, is that when you're changing from one environment to another, like once you, for instance, leave the tree, like you were saying, Kieran, you change up what you're doing maybe three or four times within like 20 yeah. minutes so it kind of it yeah. almost gives a quick like it refreshes everything and i th- i think any mm. of that because i agree that i was uh towards the end of the the tree segment i was getting a little bit tired of that the particular mechanic that they had for that segment but i kind of just forgot about those frustrations once i well once we had moved past it because it it's mm. chops and changes so many times before it introduces you to a new segment so it kind of gives gives you a a refresh and wipes the the slate clean so luckily that's there but yeah i definitely agree that some of the the segments maybe go on for a little bit too long yeah and i'm playing with anna who's probably not like she's not massive into into games so you gotta you gotta try and keep yep. her attention uh and like she's a big she's a fiend mate for uh sack boy she 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 loves her she froths him um and i was like oh yeah let's play more takes two she's like oh can we play sack <laughs> instead and i was like oh, i was like no we've got to play this because i've got to talk about it um so i think i don't know if she's enjoying it probably as much as i am at least she's having fun but again like i think it's those moments that that sort of drag um one thing i did or in the small time that i've played it uh, the boss fights are, are yes. pretty cool. Most of them are... There's probably one that I... In the tree that I didn't love. Uh, I thought that was a bit... So that, that sort of dragged on on a bit. But the ones in the first environment... I'm trying to think of... Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're all every cool. like all, Pretty much almost every boss fight is just awesome. Like, yeah. Especially the ones where you kind of both take on a different role in yeah. the fight. Um, without, I know you, there's one, there's one really, really good one that you guys won't be up to yet. That's just like, yeah, insanely cool. I really Um, appreciate that. It does the, it does the mechanics proud. Like it teaches you how to use them. And then you actually do have to implement what you've learned each time you fight a boss. Cause I know that plenty of games kind of go, all right, now that we've taught you this thing, you know, half use it, but just kind of dodge roll out of the way for the most part. But it does it does yeah. make you no, that's, actually use the mechanics, which is really cool. That's yeah, that's something uh, that's another thing that I kind of touch on in the review is it it kind of it takes from that like Nintendo principle where it's like you know introduce your the player to like the base mechanics and then everything that you add to that has to make sense within the context of those so that you're not tutorializing mm. everything because you know you hand someone something new and they're like, oh, this makes sense with what I already yeah. know. And yeah. it just kind of goes from there. Um, so they do a really, really good job of that, I think, in this game. Um, 
And Adam, I, I'll admit, I thought of you the entire uh, vacuum fight. Oh my god, I especially with the the way it ends. I, <laughs> I was like, Adam would be crying. I was right so now. devastated. <laughs> it was great because Key felt the same. I was like, fuck this. I don't want to fight a vacuum. Can we not be friends and just have a third party for the rest of the adventure? But yeah, it was. Uh, I had a big smile on my face when the vacuum was introduced. I loved that. Did you um, shed a tear when it was uh, when you found out the reasons for why? I had to walk out of the room, mate. I needed to take take a lap of the house. It was that was a rough time for me. I went and I I went and hugged my Dyson. I did. I took him off the charger. I cradled (laughs) him in my arms. I said, "Don't worry, that'll never happen to you." And then I'll never replace you with some French (laughs) bitch. (laughs) Um, Uh, how um, how do you guys feel about the story? Because it is it's it's fairly. I don't want to say generic, but it very, it very much is a parents don't love each other anymore. Kid definitely doesn't want them to like it. It feels, it's cookie cutter, but I feel like, I don't know. They, the charm I feel like takes away some of the generic feel of it. Mm. See, I was going to, I was going to, I was going to say just before, I feel like it's, it's like a, uh, saying it's like a kid's movie is probably not the right term, but it feels like one of those, like parent trap kind of mm. films, right? But with those films, you're often watching the movie from like the viewpoint of like the kid. Whereas I feel like this time you're you are actually playing the mm. um, yeah. the parents, you know. And then yeah, you know, yeah. So I feel like that's a it's a different sort of side of it. Um, but story, you know, base level story, it, it is. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's it's nothing. It's new, definitely an interesting take, and like it took me a long time to actually get on board with Cody and May because when they're first introduced, they're assholes. Oh, I was so worried I mean, when they... They're probably... They're, like, they're still assholes where you yeah. guys are. Like, they just... I was real worried. Everything they say is mean and I'm like, how am I supposed to like yeah. these people? Um, yeah. But obviously, you know, naturally things progress. I tell you what, the, the um, Book of Love is excellent. Dr. Hakim is great. He is fully <laughs> excellent. And he, uh, he seems to pop up at the perfect time when, like... If you're yeah. kind of like, fuck, this is getting a bit long in the tooth or, you know, like you were saying that they were just kind of bickering and then he'll pop up. And every time he does, I kind of find myself smiling because he's just so yeah. ridiculous. And for, for a book, for an anthropomorphic book that doesn't have hips, there's a lot <clears throat> of thrusting, which, which yeah. I'm just completely <laughs> okay with. Yeah. Yeah. It, it helps that like the animation, like the visuals in a game in general are fucking mint. Yeah, like, it does. It, it looks... It looks like a CG, you know, animated yeah. movie. And very um, smooth as well. Very, very mm. smooth. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one thing, like, uh, I guess it's not too spoilery because, like, it, it, it's a constant thing. But, like, why the fuck does their daughter just... Why is she just milling around the house while they're clearly in a coma? <laughs> oh, She's a little irritating. Like- <laughs> I was wondering... Like there's a scene, like it's actually a pretty sad scene when you're you're in the tree and the dad's. At, I don't want to do too, too many spoilers, yeah. but the dad's in the house and she tries to have a conversation and yeah, it's it's like it's sad, but it's also like idiot. <laughs> yeah. Like, idiot kid. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the other thing I was going to ask, Karen, did you did you notice any um, dual sense? features there because the game is optimized i believe for ps5 i I don't think i felt too much i no, i didn't no even with the weapons and stuff i don't think there was any like trigger feedback or anything like like that which like 
kind of a blessing because I'm a little bit over that in some games. Yeah. Um, yeah, that resistance tr- triggers a bit. I feel like with the amount of like the sheer variety of different things, they they might have gone mm. ham if they were allowed to. Um, mm. But uh, there's maybe more like just like the I don't know whatever they've got in there, but like maybe like the rumbles a, little, a bit different or something. Yeah, I didn't notice. Times, like nothing really stood out. Nah. Um, yeah. But it looks fantastic cool. on PS Five. <clears throat> yeah. All right, uh, that is out now. You can read the review uh, on the website. Jordan, you're gonna tackle that this this week. Ah, uh, hopefully, yeah. I uh, gotta get my cousin, good old Michael Pace, shoutouts to uh to deal with him. Well, it takes two to play it, so uh, yeah. come on, Pacey, get around it. Ah, uh, cool. All right, let's move on. I might very, 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 very quickly. Uh, just give a quick shout out to uh, Secret Lab because over the past uh, month and a bit, I've been reviewing the uh, Secret Lab Omega 2020 gaming chair. Uh, the review is all on the website, um, but, but long story short, or long review short, uh, I had a shitty office chair desk, uh, office chair before, office chair desk, um, office chair before this. Uh, it was like old, the padding had gone. Um, I was, you know, lucky enough to get this, and this is much, much better. Um, I'm definitely noticing that the the ergonomic of it is helping my back posture. So, uh, I mean, they're pretty hefty at like around you know five, six hundred bucks. But I, I think like I like I wrote in my review, and it's a pretty common um, comparison. But you know, it's kind of like a bed uh, or a couch kind of thing, you know, the, the amount that you sleep in it or sit on your couch and stuff, you, you know, you kind of want something that's a long-term investment. Um, and that's, I mean, I definitely wasn't doing that before. Like I was going for like a, like a cheap chair, but I can definitely see why people, uh, rate the, uh, the gaming chairs now. Uh, so yeah, if you want to read the review, you can go to the website for that. All right, let's jump to news. Oh, and also shout outs to, uh, EA for the Take Two codes, um, all in games for the Paradise Lost code, and uh, as Jordan said, Nintendo and Capcom for uh, hooking us up with Monster Hunter Rise. Um, cool news. So there's a fair bit of news, not mm, nothing really major, but uh, Kieran, your uh, most anticipated game of the year, Scarlet Nexus, is coming out in June, I believe. It is June twenty. 20- Twenty six, um, whatever, around then. Actually, like I'm pretty keen for that after watching the newest gameplay footage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan, you this looks like it could be up your. I'll, I'll definitely suss that out. I haven't looked too much yep. into it, but I'll, uh, when I get time, I'll, I'll suss out all the the newer footage and stuff. It might be my my thing. I'm not gonna. I still have to play Astral Chain. I really want to. play I was gonna that. say it reminds me a lot of Astral Chain, and that game's sick. So. Uh, so yeah, this, uh, Astral, <laughs> Scarlet Nexus is coming. Oh uh, yeah, June twenty five. PS five, PS four, Xbox uh, console, so X, S, and Xbox One and PC. There, um, it's got a pretty cool art, co- uh, art artwork cover art. Uh, I said that to you, Kieran, and it kind of those orangey eyes reminded me of Killzone, and I just got you, you the, know what else I've heard has the good box art. The Japanese version co- of the game we're talking about. Is this one that you posted on the website? Yeah, the one I post on the website is the also, English cover and it sucks. Jordan, I heard that. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen the Japanese one. Way better. Or was that 
No, that's a pre-potty joke. I won't go there. Um, that That's a good call, Zach. <laughs> yep. Um, I would actually so, censor that one if you'd said it. Um, yeah, cool. All right. So that's coming. Uh, there's also a animated series coming to Animate Lab. Um, if you're into that sort of stuff, check it out. If you're not, then don't. Uh, Kieran, you posted a little news article this morning. Um, a judgment sequel is reportedly in development. Yeah, it's a it's still in the I guess the rumor stages. Um, but yeah, there's a very prominent Yakuza fan site called Tojo Dojo that supposedly have a, a very legitimate source that told them that there's a judgment sequel in active development, um, which is cool because it means we're getting a new Yakuza game and a new judgment game in the future, in the near future. Um, and that studio is just pumping shit out, so that's good. Nice. Um, did... Oh, is it spoiler alert? Fuck it. How long has that game been out for? Judgment? A couple like years. A year? Oh yeah, no, that's fine. Then. Does does the second one? Sorry, the second one. Does the first one end on like a sequel bait kind of stuff? Uh, that's probing the memory banks a little bit, but I don't, I don't think so. Like I, I feel like it, okay. it wraps up without, you know, cutting anything off t- entirely, if that makes sense. Okay, you know? and so would this sequel be the same characters? Yeah, so or? according to the rumor, it's the same characters again. Okay. Um, yeah. Nice. Um, all right. Yeah, in other news, so the Kosh Media and um, Bloober team have basically joined up to bring a couple of Bloober team's games into retail stores in a physical form so we've got uh observer uh what's the collector's edition the system called? redux no, sorry, not collectors um system redux uh the medium and was there a third i think that was it oh maybe it's just, just the two then yeah so they'll be coming in uh they'll be getting a physical release which is cool if you're a blue team collector like kv over here um love it but but you know i'm just going to give you a little tip now this is a, uh, you've heard of the barefoot investor. This is the, the big yeah, foot investor. That. I don't know. I, <laughs> There's our intro for the week. Well done. Go play the, go play the medium on, uh, on Game Pass. Don't waste your money. Bad game. So. Shut Tell up. us how you really Shut feel. Shut up. No, it's all right. Just, but. Here. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Kosh Media, they've also joined forces with Starbreeze to co-publish Payday 3, which was apparently launching in 2023. Uh, rumor that the deal... No, sorry, not rumor, but it's announced that the deal is 50 million euros. will go towards the game's development, uh, marketing, and other stuff. Also, uh, there's also going to be up to 18 months or 18 months of post-launch content. Um, just for PC, not consoles. Oh fuck! If they do that just for PC, just for console, they won't do that again. again. Uh, well, I think with Kosh Media, I think they know. I think that's probably where that's going to come in as well. Um, you can't leave console players starving, starving, begging for content, mate. Because I kind of hate that game, but I'm excited for Payday Three. Uh, so that's coming in 2023. 
Shadow Man, the remastered version of this, uh, has got a release date, which is surprising because I think last time we saw it, um, yeah, I didn't think it, it would be coming so soon, but it's coming on uh, April 15, only on PC. Uh, the PS4 and Xbox One and Switch launches will come at a later date. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, if you like the original, um, you probably like this because this looks like the same thing. So shout out to that. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion is getting a free trial this weekend, so if you want to uh, jump into London there and tackle um, I forgot the name of the company that is bad but the bad people um, you can you can try that to see if you like what's going on and buy it after that um, alright so probably a couple of the bigger pieces of news this week oh there's also something to do with Pikmin I don't know what that is uh, the Niantic the Pokemon Go people are making a Pikmin mobile AR game Fuck is Pikmin? <laughs> the Nintendo uh, I don't know, man. We only ran the review for the latest game on the website not long ago. Do we? Oh, that one. Okay, yeah. No, sorry. Wow. Love My bad. That. Oh, I forgot. I didn't realize it was that one. I should have because... Kieran, is this yeah, something that you would be Pikmin. getting around? Very yeah, much Yeah, so. I thought you would. I definitely am more interested in Pikmin than Pokemon, so if a mobile AR game is going to get me outside, it's going to be As much that. as like... the. Pokemon Go makes sense. You wander around the world, you collect Pokemon, sure. But yeah. f- for some reason, I feel like it fits better with Pikmin. Maybe just because it's you actually have to get off your ass and get outdoors, and that's kind of... Yeah, it's like outdoorsy. Yeah, and, yeah absolutely. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little bit keen. I fell off the, the Pokemon Go bandwagon a long, long time ago. But yeah, this one, this one I might give a, a sneaky crack. Love a sneaky yeah. crack. That's it. it. If I Loves. just jump into the document, I can right. have a look at Zach's cheeky crack. <laughs> it's not that sneaky. <laughs> oh. Um, all right. So, yeah, probably the three bigger pieces of news this week. Uh, Gotham Knights is delayed uh, until 2022. Uh, they announced it on their Twitter account, uh, promising that more news will come in the following in the next few months uh, the official statement said that we're giving the game more time to deliver the best possible experience for players so the usual sort of we're being delayed to make this game better um, yeah so Adam you're probably a little bit bummed uh, for this uh, kind of um, it's not surprising at all they they showed off a while ago now their, their kind of opening trailer and like very cut and sliced gameplay uh, and that's kind of it we haven't seen or heard anything from them since then uh, so for it, a game to be tied to a DC property that big and to to not really have anything said for this amount of time it yeah it didn't come as a massive surprise that it got delayed uh, and I'm I'm kind of worried about it regardless um, so I'm I'm more than happy for them to take as much time as they need to polish it up and make sure it's the best it can be. It worries me though, that it now falls in the same kind of release bracket as suicide squad. Uh, and if one of those games is going to do well and 
blow the other out of the water, Suicide Squad will definitely be the one to come out on top of those two. So hopefully their their releases are, are spaced out enough. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> uh, life is so last late last week. Life is last so last late week. last week. It's not wrong. Yeah, no, I went to... <laughs> Uh, Square Enix had their Square Enix Presents uh, little uh, event showcase thing. Uh, got some news on Outriders, which comes out in a few in, in a week or a handful of days when this goes live. Um, what else did they show off there? Oh, Project Athea. Which is now called uh, Forspoken. Yep. <clears throat> I haven't seen, I've not seen anything from this uh, showcase. So who wants, uh, Kieran, did you... Uh, watch most of the stuff um yeah i did i uh admittedly skipped through a lot of the avengers and outriders and just cause mobile and tomb raider stuff um but uh also what a way to celebrate the 25th anniversary of tomb raider they're literally doing everything possibly they can except making new games love that they don't have cookbook. There's like a cookbook. Like there's fucking. What, what, hang on. Yeah. What, wait a second. I I didn't watch this. There's a a Tomb Raider cookbook. Yeah. Because of all the cooking what that the fuck would even be Lara in Croft that? does in Tomb Raider. Frozen Butler. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say that. <laughs> good. I'll play that. Uh, that was good. I'm glad that you said um, that. <laughs> So yeah, that's just strange. And speaking of anniversaries, I was going to wait till till the end, but uh, it's the twenty fifth year of um, Resident Evil. This, this it's year. not Square Enix. Um, so awesome. No, not not Square Enix. So yeah, back on the Square Enix. What, what is pro? Uh, did they show off any gameplay for for Spoken? Yeah, so they had a little bit of uh, kind of gameplay, but more just like I guess. Uh, proof of concept footage of um, the main character running around different types of very pretty environments. Um, and she said, oh, fuck, is that a dragon? Yeah, that was a good line. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to really gauge much about it still. Um, but apparently it's... Did they? Was there a year? Did they say, like, next year? I can't year remember. Or, um, I was just mesmerized by how good it looks it does look beautiful it looks very very beautiful um it doesn't look as good uh, as 2022 Zach shorts but <laughs> um yeah it comes out 2022 which is cool uh oh really they actually yeah um they kind of they yeah so they named the game they named the main character as well her name is Frey um she's being played by uh, Ella Belinska, um, who I'd never heard of before now, but, uh, they kind of introduced her as well, the actor, which is cool. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm keen to see more of this cause it does look beautiful and very like, uh, fluid traversal mechanics and stuff, hopefully. Um, but, uh, yeah, the big thing to come out of the Square Enix Presents is Life is Strange, three well not life is strange three but life is strange true colors which uh is a brand new series being developed by deck nine who did before the storm 
Um, so it's not a don't nod Life is Strange, but, uh, you know, Deck Nine did a very good job with Before the Storm, so I'm sure that it's in good hands. Um, it follows uh, Alex, who is uh, an Asian-American teenager, which is also cool. Um, you know, there's been a, a lot, obviously, if you're online at all, um, about issues of... Uh, Asian American people, especially um, in in the U.S. Uh, and you know in other countries as well, um, there's been a lot of a lot of tension there. So it's cool to see uh, Square Enix and Deck Nine kind of going forward with a with an Asian American main character. Um, it kind of seems like very timely that they'd announced that, but obviously that that's been in the works for a long time. Um, but yeah, she, uh, moves to a, a sleepy kind of town to reunite with her brother Gabe. Um, and then something awful happens and it kind of turns into, I guess, like a, a mystery, uh, kind of thing. And she's using her power to read people's emotions to figure out, you know, the events behind the tragedy and what's going on in the town. Um, and the cool thing is they're releasing the entire thing Netflix style. So the entire season at once, hey, nice. um, instead of splitting the episodes up like they have in previous series, um, it'll still be five episodes, but yeah, you'll be able to play them all at once if you really want to. Um, and then it comes, that comes out in September, I want to say, uh, September 10, 2021. Um, and then. Around that same time, they're also doing a remaster of the original Life is Strange and Life is Strange Before the Storm. Um, I guess updating it to the the current engine, so better visuals and better animations and stuff. So that'll be cool for anyone who missed those the first time around. Uh, yeah. Nice. So is um, <clears throat> excuse me, is the uh, True Colors coming to? ps4 and ps5 as in like sorry like those yeah so platforms. current and last gen consoles yep. okay um and so far they haven't announced a date for the remasters or like how they'll be selling them separately if at all but currently it comes as part of the deluxe edition of true okay. colors nice i um i don't know how but i've not not finished a life is strange game uh, wow! I really want to. Um, you should. Yeah, like well, I played the first one, most like three quarters of the way through, and I really did enjoy it. Um, but I think it was that it was the the problem where the second episode wasn't out yet. Mm. So I decided to wait. Yeah. For them all to be out, and then yep. by the time and they just were didn't all do out, it. it just. That's me like with I'd, like the council yeah. and Song of Horror, and you haven't even played Song of Horror. You? Well, you know, yeah, but, you know, I was waiting for the whole thing and then by the time oh, yeah, it all yeah, came out, yeah. I'd lost interest. Yeah. You know, that's fair. Um, mine was more because I'd already played 75% of the first episode and I couldn't, I couldn't really remember much about it and I couldn't be asked. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Go on, I, I'm, I do, I'm that way with uh, the new Anthem update. Um, but I do want to go back and, and uh, play them. Cool. Um so, Kieran, just a quick one for you. Uh, this wasn't announced before when we did our most anticipated games of 2021. Mm. Would this go? Would this slot straight in if uh, if you knew about it? Oh, it depends what it's replacing. Because I don't, I don't know. Okay. 
Um, like definitely should, yeah. Um, but there's, I don't know. There's a lot coming. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, easily, yeah, easily going to be one of my big, big titles for the year. Cool. Uh, just very quickly, you did mention um, Avengers. Has anyone, has anyone dabble with the I did. update? Yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought. So that so we have played games that weren't for review. Never asked me, mate. Yeah, fair. Um, didn't no, I ask you. Left out in the cold. I thought I asked. Oh, that's. Hey, hey Adam, yeah. have you played any games not for Suck review? Suck it up. Yeah, man, I played boy. Avengers on PS Five recently. Okay, no one cares. No fuck. Okay, so quick, very very quickly, uh, thirty seconds. How to is Mars. it? Um, Shout outs. Adam, you you take. Uh, I deleted the PS4 version because it downloaded both at once, uh, only to realize that you have oh to no. export your fucking oh. saves um, to, to transfer them over. <laughs> it's fu- it's ass backwards, man. There are games that you don't need to do that with. And wait, wait, just... wait, 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 wait. It's a live service game. Yep, and which you have an account save... for, which you have that... to log into the account And your save play. is held locally. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's fucking what? ass backwards. The the upside, um, the game does run really, really smooth. Um, I just fucked around with like the the aim or the the harm room and the like the opening parts of the story. Not that that really pushes it very hard because you're just kind of walking around as Kamala. Um, but the biggest noticeable difference is the frame rate. It it's something I didn't realize was an issue with the game on PS4 or on previous consoles, but holy shit, does it run nice and buttery smooth now. And visually, like, it it looks really nice, but that that frame rate is a a big difference. And loading times as well, being less of a pain in the ass is awesome. The load times are a godsend, honestly. Um, I don't know if I'm just not remembering it properly or if you've noticed, but... Because obviously you get the option to play at 60 frames or like full full native 4K with like a bunch of other graphical bells mm-hmm. and whistles. Um, in the 60 frames per second mode, which I assumed was just going to be like visually the same, but with a better frame rate uh, as the last gen version, I felt like it looked worse, like lower res, like the text and stuff on screen, especially like that, there's nowhere near as sharp as what I That's weird that you say remember. that because everyone that I know... Th- played the ps4 version and then played the ps5 version it said even the ps5 60 fps version looks better than the ps4 version yeah, yeah. see, see I don't, that's maybe, where i fall maybe that is just i me. i flicked between both um and settled on the 60 frames for the opposite reason because um i looked back on the the screenshots that i took from not that ps4 screenshots are anything to to really gauge by um but kind of thought back and looked back on screenshots and i think it looks significantly better um okay maybe it's just a you're remembering it weirdly or i'm just too caught up in looking around at avengers related things as kamala and enjoy enjoying that again and i'm letting that cloud my judgment but now i i think it looks pretty pretty schmick yeah, I, I think it could just be remembering it a bit more favorably. Because I remember when I did uh, my Skyrim Special Edition review, I was like, 
man, there's like no difference in these textures. What the fuck did they do? And then I actually went back and played the original. I was like, wow, uh, yeah. there's still no difference in the textures. Importantly, Kieran, with uh, <laughs> the changes that it has made, does it make you want to play the game again? Nah, I don't think so. I thought I was going to want to play it again. I thought like this is it. This is my chance to get back into it. I um I started playing the Hawkeye DLC chapters, um uh so which which put me in some pretty like hectic battles and you're like you're right it does run fantastically, even when it gets super busy. Yep. Um, but I just like yeah I just wasn't feeling it and the adaptive trigger stuff sucks. Yeah, that it's that's actually what I was thinking of before when we talk about it takes two and how I'm I'm over the adaptive trigger stuff. It's primarily just because of that game. Like it's, it was borderline uncomfortable. It just doesn't when I was feel, playing as as yeah, Iron Man. Yeah, it doesn't feel necessary for for Iron Man, especially. I get the if you're if you're playing a, a shooter, it makes sense because there's tension on a trigger. Like there is a, a real world mm. comparison there. Yeah, for Iron Man's repulses, there is no there is no resistance. I don't really. I, it just it yeah it doesn't match what you're doing on screen and that kind of goes against what adaptive triggers and haptics are supposed to do which is build immersion um so yeah the the triggers are yeah just a bit a bit weird i'm with you on that was that 30 seconds yet zach i think zach passed out his eyes you glazed look, over look bored <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. So regretted asking. that is Marvel's Avengers on PS5. Shoutouts. Okay. We haven't got to the big news yet. Uh, PS5. Nope. Not that. Don't know why. Don't know why I said that. Uh, PlayStation have announced the next uh, PSVR controllers, um, and they look interesting. Uh, much different to. The move controllers. Yeah. Uh, who... Very different from like the 10-year-old tech used in the last... They, they look like yeah. modern VR controllers. Yeah. So, all right. Who wants to talk a bit, a bit about this? I haven't really read... I've sort of skimmed it. Um, sort of it's got you know, yeah. the same sort, of, same sort of stuff as the DualSense in a way, but yeah. Yeah, who... it does. It's got like the a little bit of the haptic feedback and kind of triggery kind of stuff i don't think it's quite the same but like it they've said that you know it's it's similar um it also has finger tracking uh on the parts of the the controllers where your fingers are it can detect whether they're being lifted off the controller or not which is very cool um so it's basically it's you know already aside from the design looking way more comfortable it's already adding you know different types of player immersion and interactivity to, you know, games that are going to be coming out for the PS5 in VR. Um, probably the most interesting takeaway that I noticed from this announcement is that the tracking light in the controllers is facing the player, which means that the camera or the tracking system that detects where the controllers are isn't a separate camera attached to the console like it was with the last one, but it's a camera inside the headset, um, which bodes well for the tracking technology that they're going to be using to track the actual headset, uh, which hopefully is inside-out tracking, meaning that it's built into the headset and you know looks outwards to detect where it is in space versus the camera-based one, 
which is 90% of the reason why I gave up on using my PSVR because the tracking was god awful. Yeah. Um, and very limiting in where you could be, what your room could be like. Um, so while I haven't said exactly what sort of technology the headset's going to use yet, the fact that the controllers work that way pretty much tells you what it's going to be. Um, and that's very, very good news. All right, quick, uh, I've got three quick fire questions without notice here. 30 seconds. <laughs> Avengers, how is it? Do you think PSVR 2 will play Avengers? No. I mean, yeah, it will in like 2D cinematic. Oh, fuck that, no. Nice. Okay, so. Wrong, Adam. Quick, Fucked it already. Three quick questions uh, on PSVR 2. When are you expecting to have this release by? Next year. Yeah. 2022? I reckon next year. Next year. Will we see PSVR 2 before we get like a PS5 Slim Pro? Absolutely. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. Okay. Third question, how much, based on that, uh, what you've read, mm. how much do you think the controller or the system will cost? 499. Yeah. Yeah, 500 okay. flat. Man, we are, we're on a roll, okay. Kieran. So you reckon it will cost? An Xbox Series X, a Series S, two, yes. Two thirds of the, of the PS5, okay. Yeah. Yep. Nice. All right. Bam. Um, Done. Bang. Are you keen as a beam, Kieran? Yep. Excellent. Me too. I just want a PlayStation VR headset that works. Yep. Same. Hmm. I think. Yeah. I think it depends on the games, though. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But like, if the base like, technology yeah. is there, then they have to compensate less. And yeah, the finger uh, tracking means that you might be able to flip people off in VR. So. Yeah. How fantastic is that? Dream come true. Kieran, did you ever... I've got an app that does finger tracking. It says I'm not doing it enough. No, you didn't. <laughs> Did, have you ever considered <laughs> buying a um, an Oculus or something? An octopus? <laughs> yeah, he was Sorry, fingering yeah, an octopus. I was like, <laughs> so I was fixated on Adam just losing his shit on the camera. Um, huh? He's gone. Um... I, I've been very tempted on multiple occasions to buy a Quest 2 uh, mm. for the you know fact of no wires and being able to use it without a, a system. Um, and I remember I recall the PSVR 2, they did say it definitely will use a cable, a single cable, which is still pretty mm. good. Nice. Um, but yeah, I'd buy a Quest 2 if I didn't know that this was coming out. Nice. All right. Uh, off topics, anyone got anything to share? I've got, I've got a couple of things, but... Uh... Nah. Nah. I got a new router just... and my internet no longer sucks shit. No, nice. It's awesome. You... What'd you get? Uh, yes, it's a TP-Link something and it is so, what? so much better than what wow. I was Internet not sucking previously. shit. That's the dream. I don't know that experience, but... I had some Netgear piece of shit that anytime. So if I was on, I was, if I was on a console and key used her, her Mac, it would just, it would just, it would suck for both of us. Well, the problem is she's using a Mac. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, you can't, can't fault her for that. She doesn't know any better. Um, Yeah, but you know better. I, yeah, but I'm not using it, am I? Uh, but I set up this new router. Um, it has an app that's tethered to it and it just works. And 
We can connect right, all the devices we like. Hey? What's uh what's your Wi Fi password? Uh yeah, nah, 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 nah. I don't think the range is that good. Mate. No, probably not. <laughs> um but I yeah, it was it's such a small thing, but it has made my life just that little bit better. Come on, Zach. We yeah. all know nice. that his uh his password is Mike Dyson sixty nine. Fuck. Jordan. See I told you that in confidence. See my uh what are your Wi-Fi channels named after? Uh, mine is Wu-Tang Lin. That's dumb. <laughs> See, <laughs> mine's not named after uh, Knights of the Round Table. I was, I was thinking maybe you were named after Jedi Knights. But, um, nah, quiet. mine was named by Key. So you can blame her for the... Wow, so she's got bad names for your networks her her name. and she uses a Mac. Yeah, I know. She's making no friends. Probably Googled that on Bing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Googled that on Bing. <laughs> Fucking nailed that, mate. Ask Apple. Ask Siri is what I've just got to go for. Um, yeah, nice. Uh, so I finished uh, a TV series called Behind Her Eyes, which at first I was like, eh, yeah. We, we know what's behind her eyes. Her brain. That was dreadful, mate. Come on, you can do better than that. No, I can't. You know it. Um, yeah, so basically it's just about uh, a love triangle, if you want to call it that, um, between yeah, so between some people. And yeah, it's like it starts off pretty slow, it's, but it's interesting enough and you kind of, you kind of want to see where it goes. And then... Um, yeah, like the end, like you've got, you've definitely got to suspend belief um, when when you sort of get to the twist, um, but it is a very cool twist. Um, I didn't, I saw it coming real late, so I like, like, I, like if it, if it was a car and I was stepping out onto the freeway, I was being hit by it still because I, you know, I sort of picked it real late. But um, yeah, it's like not bad. I'll give it a seven. Oh no, I give it a six and a half. Change my mind. Um, so yeah, but that's actually all. I thought I had something else, but that was no. So <laughs> just quickly, clearly Key is in the next room because she just sends me a message in regards to the the Wi-Fi <laughs> names, saying I'm extremely hurt. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, shout out! That's excellent. Um, I, have, just, I have one other off-topic. You as just well. tell her that it's her fault for how. Fucking stupid the Wi-Fi name is. I, no, Kieran, I won't tell her that you think that the Wi-Fi name is really stupid. I'm just getting myself further into shit. If, I don't if know you I'm want, uh, Adam, I can clip this part of the podcast for you and just send it to you so you can show her. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'll just I'll get the timestamp so I know where to where to draw her attention. Um, but my other off-topic is that while I was in Hobart for for the gig that I went down for uh my mates and I also played nine holes worth of golf and I didn't realize that I would be so fucking sore the next day from playing such a slow sport well, no way Kieran gets always, sore from... always a bit sore after yeah, doing nine I was holes about to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I use way till you're on the back nine uh, Jesus uh. Christ I don't know I don't know how to come back from that sorry no, you can't. Uh, yeah. Something would. 
Tiger. It's Tiger. <laughs> Tiger in the wood. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, moral of the story. Played golf. Amsor did win though. So there you go. Nice. That's only 23 over. That's good, yeah. So now we'll, we'll, we'll be playing um, next year to be Adam Ryan's 2K Pro oh, Golf. Does that mean Adam will start doing the golf reviews? Play. Yes. Nah, it'd be a conflict of interest. No. My name's tied to it, mate. Can't be doing that. Nah, this one's going to be um, Tiger Woods. Sorry. What a piece of shit. What's he, what's he ever done for golf? Cheater and One. his wife. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Let's uh, <laughs> let's get out of that conversation. <laughs> uh, anyone got yeah, any else? So, we'll, we'll so I'm moving in a... N- not this weekend, the following weekend. Uh, and in preparation, so I, I thought... Because uh, there was a suburb near where I'm moving to. And I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure one of my friends lives there. So I hit him up. And I go, hey, you live around this place, don't you? Um, I'm moving to like the next suburb. We should hang out sometime. He goes, oh no, I don't live. <laughs> I don't live there. I live about six and a half hours the other direction. <laughs> so <it's good. laughs> I was way off. <laughs> good. Actually, I got a story for you. I, I, was, I was meant to tell this story last week. Good story. Have you ever had random uh, calls? You, you know when you get called by like, you know, numbers that you don't know, and you go, oh, that's obviously spam and stuff like that. So I've been getting a few like mis like spam calls. You know, so I've I've ignored them, right? And one one night I got two. One day, like I got one the night before, and then one in the morning. Two different numbers, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on? Like, like who is this?" So I called, uh, called one of them back, right? And I got like some lady's voicemail. I can't remember the lady's name, but. I was like, I don't know who this is. Maybe I thought, thought maybe someone from my work had put me down as a reference or something like that because that's that's uh, happened a bit. So I was like, oh, you know, that was a call back. Anyway, uh, the second lady that I called, or the second person, sorry, that I called, texted me and was like, who's this? And I was like, well, I was like, well, you called, tried to call me. Who is this? And they're like, <laughs> They're like, no, I didn't call you. And I was like, what? I've got a missed call from you. So I sent them a screenshot of the missed call. And they're like, nope, never called you. And they sent me their their phone record. And it was, it doesn't, it doesn't, it shows just my missed call. It doesn't show them ringing me, it just shows my missed call. And then the first lady called me back and was like, hey, this is blah, blah, blah. I had a missed call from you. And I was like, oh, I was calling you because I had a missed call from <laughs> oh, you. Jesus. And she's like, no, I've never called this number before in my life. Um, so you're a telemarketer. Fucking strange, man. Strange. Very strange. So has anybody ever had missed calls from numbers that have never called you? Like no, phantom? but but lately a lot of the like spam calls and stuff that I know I, like I've gotten or other people have gotten have been masking their numbers with other yeah, numbers. Yeah, probably what's happening. Right. Mm. Yeah. So they've just managed okay. to actually get someone's number who has that phone number. Right. That's a bit cheeky, isn't it? Yeah. I was like, that is strange. And like the lady I spoke to, she was super nice and it was, you know, we had, you might've made a new friend. Yeah. But it was a fucking weird, man. I was like, is this what it's really like to own a, own a Huawei? (laughs) Um, So it's part and parcel, mate. You just got to get used to it. (laughs) 
Uh, all right, cool. Let's wrap up there. Uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you want to check out all the content we've spoken about, uh, you can go to www.well-play.com.au. Uh, it takes two review, Paradise Lost review, Monster Hunter Rise review, Story of Poot. Seasons, Pioneer Poot, Pioneer of Olive Town review, uh, maybe a couple other things as well. Oh, if you want to check out something really good uh, to read, you can check out Kieran Stockton's Sanity of Morris review, <laughs> which he gave. It's a good read. A two, a two out of ten. Um, he was talked up from a one. Uh, I think I might have said that last week. Did, did well, I, I think you said that, that off air. The off air, yeah. Um, so yeah, check that out. Uh, have a good weekend. Stay safe if you're in the uh, areas that are affected by the floods. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next next week. With or without Jordan. Otherwise, you'll see him the following week. No, I'll be here next week. It's the following week that I won't be here. Ignore that. At some um, stage, Jordan will be gone. But come back. Maybe I'll respawn. Because Adam's going to shoot me for uh, making jokes at his expense. And uh, keep an eye on the the socials this week because I may be dropping a a little tasty announcement. There's, There's also a competition coming if it's not up by friday also so expect more monster hunter rise too. content if you like blizzard games lizard like, games if you like like gex blizzard, undercover gecko deep cover gecko playstation lizard games speaking of big lizards godzilla versus god king, lizard oh yeah uh, kong what's, what's, what's name? king, king kong. godzilla oh, versus oh, oh. king lizard and the <laughs> that's what i nearly said <laughs> My fucking head. Oh, my God. Uh, King Godzilla versus the Lizard Wizard. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Bye. Go. Bye. Bye. What a good outro. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking car crash. Bye.